0: Today, I was having the hardest time starting this podcast. This episode is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time because people kept asking me questions about what it's like coming from Belgium to America or questions like just photography related stuff. And I was like, you know, a Q&A would be really cool if I did that one day. So, Allie is not here, and I thought, why not do it while she's gone? There's a big fly in here that I don't know if it's going to distract me for this whole episode. I hope not, because I hate flies. They're like the most, if I have a, uh, like a pet peeve list, flies and bees would be on that list. And it's a very short list. Have you ever seen Man vs. Bee? It's a Netflix special that just came out. It's with Mr. Bean. I keep forgetting his real name, but he's the uh, the main character. And he is like cleaning. He's supposed to house it. This whole, it's like this mansion, right? And the whole show, I think the whole show is just about him fighting the bee. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But basically, he, uh, he messes up a few things in the house trying to fight the bee while breaking other things but anyways what I was saying was that today I was having such a hard time just starting this episode because you know when you're just relaxing at home there's nothing really happening in your day you're pretty much like you know there's this one thing you have to do which for me today was recording this podcast and There were like a bunch of little things I had to get done before I was able to actually like sit down and focus on the episode. For example, I had to do laundry. I had to do the dishes. I had to like make the bed. It's small little things like that, that if things are not like in order, I can't focus and I can't actually continue with my day, but especially with my bed. If the bed is not made, I don't care if I'm having the most beautiful day. I need to, even if I'm outside, like I would feel something in my head. Like, wow, I'm going to get back in the house and I'm going to have to look at this bed. That's like not made. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else really even thinks about that. But to me, the bed is like, is very important to see like how my day will go. It's actually two things. It's my bed being made and Uh, Moisturizing my face If I don't have moisturizer And I go outside I don't care how good the day is I will have a horrible day I can't have like a dry face It makes me feel uncomfortable I do have like oily skin So it's not always super bad But I just need my moisturizer Like if I go on vacation One of the main things that I always pack Is moisturizer Every single time I told myself that I'm going to be very honest on this episode. So I asked the questions on Instagram and everyone sent me questions about photography. Sent me questions about what it's like coming from Europe to America. What it's like being in a relationship. And by the way, I just want to give everyone like a disclaimer. I'm not a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a relationship guru, you know? I'm, I just know What we do works for us. You know what I mean? So, But we're going to get into that stuff later. Let me introduce the podcast. My name is Yoni Ikoto. If you're a first-time listener, I just need you to know that this is not a solo podcast. And we we do this podcast together, me and Alia. Um, But she's in Romania right now. She's actually coming back tomorrow. So I was like, damn, I should probably record this episode before she gets back because I don't know I just thought it was a good opportunity for me to a good opportunity for (laughs) for me to talk about uh, I mean to answer some of the questions that I've been getting and yeah and since I have the space for myself you know I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling very relaxed today I'm drinking a poppy strawberry lemon flavor that's like I think that's the first flavor i ever tried um yeah so we can just get right into it i kind of want to talk about what it's been like uh like the last couple weeks without alia here but i think there were a couple questions that um that asked me about that so i'll get into that when i get to it and of course if you're listening with your dog shout out to your dog i feel like one day i want to make merch that says shout out to your dog that's going to be like for the next season of the podcast. But I feel like that would be a really, really sick idea if we did something like that. Um, if that's something anybody's interested in or think it's cool or whatever, let us know. We'll make it happen. Um, okay. Anyways, let's just get into the questions. Okay. Like enough with a small talk. I've been talking for like seven minutes about nothing. Okay. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into these questions. Someone said, Yoni, what's your workout routine lately? Lately, I'm going to be honest with you. I, not even lately, like it's always just kind of been all over the place. I'm having a hard time really just following one program. I don't know if it's because... And I actually don't even know if it's something that's bad about that. I just know that most people, when they go to the gym, they know exactly what they're going to do. They know exactly like how many sets they're going to do. Well, I do know how many sets I'm going to do of each exercise. But I feel like once I'm done with like one exercise, I kind of just like look around and see what's available and then just kind of do that. Um, So my workouts haven't really been very like intentional, like... If I'm doing chest, that's probably like my favorite days in the gym. I love doing like chest workouts and shoulders. I feel like I need to work on my shoulders a little bit more because they're like, they don't look exactly how I want them to look. They're like a little underdeveloped. You know what I mean? So I want to round them up a little bit more, give, give them that roundness. You know, right now they're kind of, they're not bony, but they're also not round, like I want them to. So I don't know. I just kind of been getting on Google and YouTube a lot and just trying, I I just need to find one workout for like leg day, chest, abs. And I'm just going to follow that forever, probably. Sorry, there's an airplane passing. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you know something or if you have like a really good YouTube video you want to send me, to help me with like my workout schedules and shit like that, please let me know. Um, I have a bunch of friends send me stuff sometimes. And I mean I'm doing good in the gym, by the way. Like I'm I'm I've been way more consistent in the gym than I ever been before. You know, I remember in high school having to do weights. It's like a weight class before basketball practice. And let's say I would have to do eight reps, I would just do like five. And I didn't even feel bad about it. Like my coach would say, hey, Yoni, did you do eight or 10 reps, whatever we had to do? And I would just tell him yes, even though I didn't, because I didn't I didn't really care about that part. I just wanted to get the workout over with and go to the basketball court and do basketball drills and doing stuff like that. So I never really felt bad about it, but now I really want to challenge my mind more than my, like my actual body. You know, I want to, I want to set my mind to something and know that I can actually do it. I've been going hard for the last maybe few months, I want to say. And I'm seeing results pretty fast, actually, too. So I don't know. But it's just always been like a battle. Me and the gym. It's always like me versus the gym. But I found a way to work out to where when I go in there, I don't do the craziest or like the heaviest stuff all the time. I kind of go maybe like 75% to where I'm still having fun. I'm able to complete all my sets, all my reps. and But also, you can't make it too easy. I don't know. That's what I've been doing. And I don't know. I think I, I'm still learning every day. So, yeah. All right, next. Oops, somebody is calling me. Joey, what up? You are live on air, man. Can you, can you, can you get off the phone, bro? I'm recording right now. Uh, first of all, I want to say shout out to Pillow Talk. It's one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> um, shout out to all the listeners too. You guys are huge. a <laughs> uh, Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's my friend. That's my friend Joey, bro. I'm actually recording right now. I'm dead ass, but I can't. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm still doing this, so. And Yoni, Yoni's one of the hardest workers I know, and that's some real. Oh my god! I didn't, I did not, worker. I it's didn't. A Saturday, it's a Saturday, and people are having fun outside, and Yoni's inside working, getting it done. Um, so I, you guys should be appreciated. I, I did not pay him to say any of this, so. <laughs> no, no. If you told me to say it, I wouldn't say it. So that's <laughs> a, you know, if you knew me, you'd know. <laughs> Wait, you leaving? no 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 we're still here I just didn't know if you were finished yet okay yeah let me call you when I'm done with this what do you think what's your EPA like an hour oh boy you, have you taken a break yet no not yet I need to yeah you should take a break alright well we'll Especially talk in your mind you might be able to get better answers for the Q&A you know you sit away for a minute come back I know. 9 out of 10 doctors recommend it okay we gotta let you go man <laughs> alright man boy keep in touch for real alright real. All right. yep. That was my friend, Joey. He, I told him I was going to be able to hang out with him today, but we are recording the pod. So, all right. Next question. Yoni, how are you so chill? I don't know. I think it's because the way I view life is whatever happens, happens. And there's nothing you can do about it once it happens. So do I want to be chill or do I want to stress myself every day when something happens? And I want to be chill. That's literally, uh, that's my life right there. All right, next question. What is it like being alone right now? Um, To be honest, after the second week of Alia being gone, I really started to miss her. Um, And it's mainly like in the morning when I wake up, she's not there, but also at night when i go to bed she's not there either and but i mean we talk every day but it's still she's coming back tomorrow so i'm going to see i'm going to see my person but it's been it's been good it hasn't really been to be honest i thought that i was going to be hanging out with people every single day while she was gone i thought i was going to have people over play the video game play the xbox watch movies just be very social. And I wasn't. I think I, I had a couple of friends over just one day. I think it was like last week or something. And that's it. It's so funny. Like, I think I this time I really realized that I like my alone time, but I'm also a very social guy. So, but I have no problem just sitting at home, you know, editing photos, doing research about shit that I want to like learn about or, you know, watch YouTube. I don't know. Like, I wish I could say reading a book, like a part of my thing to do, but I don't really like read a lot of books. I want to get into that. Um, I have a couple books that I bought to read, but I just haven't started yet because it's uh, it's a bit intimidating because they're pretty like big. There's two of them that are like pretty big. But anyway, so my time alone has been good. I realized that I am a homebody it's kinda sad because like my friends say right now, um which by the way I will go outside as soon as I'm done recording this because some shit is just happening in Cap Hill this weekend and I can actually hear the music like right now from like where I'm sitting. But anyways, um uh, being alone being good. It's fun. But I'm I'm over it, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready for my person to come back to me. All right, next question Photography inspiration. <sighs> Photography inspiration. Well, Peter Lindbergh is one of my biggest inspirations. Amazing, amazing photographer. Um, His work is amazing. Uh, Virgil, even though he's not a photographer, I'm sure everybody knows who Virgil is uh, or was. Rest in peace, man. That, That man has, it just made everyone believe that if Virgil made it from where he came from, like, it's possible. Like, it is possible. Like, all you need is just one person that looks like you. I don't know. He's just very, very inspiring. I can go on and on about that. But I would say that, and I always watch his interviews. I always watch Virgil's interviews. And and they don't even talk about photography. Like, he talks about fashion, design, architecture, a bunch of different things that I try to like apply some of the same some of those same ideas to my photography and it just makes me want to push the envelope a little further you know it makes me want to push myself more uh, and dream bigger, you know so yeah I would say those two definitely inspire me a lot. All right next question top three favorite albums ever made Oh jeez, top three favorite albums ever made? I don't know I mean favorite albums i can do three songs i don't think i can do albums because sometimes albums have like five songs on them that i don't like but i do like the rest so albums is a little bit hard for me to do but i can do songs my top one favorite song ever made is cherish today by sade uh if you don't know how to spell her name is s-a-d-e and the song is called cherish today go to Google or YouTube or Spotify and put that in. Just know that this is like my favorite song ever. I listen to that every day. Um, second song, favorite song ever made. Yo, that's kind of anytime you put ever in front of something, my mind just goes blank. I can tell you a song that I really like right now. It's actually by The Weeknd. I don't think I ever said this on the podcast, but The Weekend is my favorite artist. And on his last album, Dawn FM. Um, He got a song called Best Friends. And then the song right after that is called Is There Someone Else? So the transition between those two songs is like my favorite moment of the album or any album. I can actually just play it for you guys. Like I'm going to try. Hopefully this is not going to get like copyrighted or anything like that. But you need to hear this. So just give me one second. Hold on. All right. Okay, this is the end of Best Friends and it's gonna to transition to the next song This is my favorite song right now. Like when I drive on a freeway, this is literally all I listen to. It makes you like, it kind of makes me want to drive a little faster than I'm supposed to. So I don't know if that's like good or bad. Don't, it's probably bad. But um, yeah, anyways, this song is amazing. So check it out. It's on his last album, Best Friends and Is There Someone Else. He's actually coming to Seattle on the 28th of August, I think, or maybe 25th. Um, still need to get the tickets, but me and Alia are definitely going. So if you're going to be in the Seattle date, let us know. We might be able to, I don't know, get a beer together or something. Ooh, okay. I like this question. How was it transitioning from pursuing basketball to doing photography. To be honest, I never thought that the transition for me would be so easy because I fell for photography so hard that I really didn't care. Like it was just a whole new love that I found with photography and I was like, wow, this feels different. I never felt like that about basketball ever. And I love basketball, I still play every day, but I was like, wow, if I can just do photography instead, because I knew with the basketball, I wasn't going to be Michael Jordan. I wasn't going to be Kobe Bryant. I wasn't even going to make it to the NBA. You know, I feel like I was average. I was a good player. You know, I'm not like crazy. I can definitely play with some really good players, but I certainly wouldn't be the best on the court every time. You know what I mean? There's definitely way better players than me. But I think with photography, I just always loved taking photos with, like with my iPhone, just taking photos of my friends way before I even had a camera. But I never thought that it could be my career. You know what I mean? So I told this story many times before, but I started shooting, shooting with my iPhone 5 in Seattle, just walking around, you know, taking photos of buildings, like really making them look like very symmetrical and I don't know, like I was really, really falling in love with that. And I actually got to know the city pretty well just by walking around every day for hours by myself. Nobody was with me. And I was just doing it, just listening to music and taking photos with my iPhone. Then getting home and just editing the photo, posting it on Instagram. If you Actually, if you go on my page now and you scroll all the way down, you'll be able to see like the f- the very beginning of my photography like journey, you know? So if you want to see what those photos look like, just go to my Instagram and scroll all the way down. So that was the transition. It was pretty easy. I still ended up, you know, I still play basketball in tournaments. Um, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like now I even play better because I'm not so hard on myself all the time. You know, when I make a mistake... It's whatever. I don't really care about it because I'm not trying to be a professional anymore, you know? And I end up actually playing better because I don't overthink. If I want to shoot the ball, I shoot it. If I miss, fuck it. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, obviously, I still like to win. But if there's someone better than me, I'm like, wow, that guy's really fucking good. But when I was really pursuing it and, and wanting to be the best every time, and you see players that are like better than you. There's just like a lot going on in your mind. You're like fuck. Okay, I need to. And with photography, it's just it, it's um it's it's I feel I feel so free. You know, I'm able to create whatever I want. And let's say there's a photographer who's like better than me or whatever. I don't have that sense of like competition that I need. That I don't feel threatened. You know, like I feel like I'm I'm inspired, and it makes me wanna you know, be better or try different things. You know what I mean? So it's way different. And also photography is just a way longer career. I can do this until I'm 80 or 90 or like until I literally can't even press the button to take the photo, you know? So the transition was easy for me because I was like, you know, this is actually better for me. So anyways, Uh, let's see. I really like that question. Next question would be, favorite the weekend album and which top songs okay uh i played you one of my favorite songs earlier um i think my favorite album by the weekend has to be kiss land that was his favorite i mean that was his second studio album um very foreign he was very like japanese inspired um I really, really drew like a lot of inspiration from that album. Um, I had a couple photo shoot concepts with that album, just like playing the song and and just like in the background while I was editing the photos. It's actually also on my Instagram. It's the photo with the with the girl Jessica, one of my favorite models that I shoot with here in Seattle. She's really, really dope. Every time we shoot together, we kill it every time. And the shoot we did was. Um, at a train station, and it's very, you can find it on my Instagram, but that's probably like my favorite shoot that I did, so shout out to Jessica, I don't know if you're listening to this or not, but that was probably my favorite shoot, and it was inspired by The Weeknd, The Weeknd's album, Land. so that's my favorite album, and I would say my favorite song from that album is, the very first song is Professional, I like the other song right after that called The Town. There's another song on that album called um, Belong to the World. I love that song. And then Pretty is also a really good song. I I just like the whole project. Um, Obviously, House of Balloons, his first mixtape was really, really good. I don't know. I like a lot of the Weekend albums. I know a lot of people don't like the newer stuff, but I just like everything that he he makes because it's so cinematic like it it makes you it makes me want to create like a film you know so anyways i can go on and on about that but all right next question how do you know so many languages the reason why i don't know if people know this or not but i speak five languages and the reason why is i was born in congo my dad is from Congo. My mom is from Ethiopia. So I was born there. And and over there, they speak French and Lingala. So that's how I learned those two languages. Between age two to age 10, I lived in Tel Aviv in Israel for like eight years. And I learned Hebrew. So, you know, my grandma is over there. I still have family from my mom's side uh, living over there. So that's how I learned Hebrew. And then after israel we moved to belgium and that's where i learned dutch and they also speak french there so and then i stayed in belgium for about six years until i was 16 and that's when me and my friend renato had the opportunity to go to a school in atlanta and then i just you know left belgium and that's how i came to the us it was through like a academic and athletic scholarship that we had Yeah, so that experience was really, really cool. I just remember not even speaking English at all. Well, I spoke a little English, but it's definitely a lot better now. But I just remember like as a teenager, my English wasn't very like, wasn't very good. That's how I learned so many languages. Yeah, so people always ask me, how do you learn, how do you learn, or how do you know so many languages? And I always tell them I never picked up a book to learn and say, all right, now I'm gonna learn Dutch. Or now I'm going to learn French. Like I I had to live in those places. And my only way to communicate with people is that if I knew the language, you know. So like when I got to Belgium, I knew zero um, Dutch at all. Even French too because the time that I was in Israel, in Tel Aviv, I forgot French because all you speak over there is Hebrew. So... Obviously when you don't practice something for eight years, you'll forget about it. But French came back really, really quick when we got to Belgium and Dutch was completely a new language. So I was like, yo, what is this? I need to learn. Because obviously in school we speak Dutch. So anyway, so that's uh that's how. So I always tell people if you want to learn like a new language, you gotta go to that country. Like right now, if I want to learn Spanish, I feel like if I went to Spain for a year, I would learn Spanish but maybe i'm wrong i don't know but i feel like the more languages you know i think the easier it gets for you all right next question hardest lesson you've learned the hardest lesson i've learned in my life was well i'm always nice to to anybody literally you can you can be I always want people around me to feel happy or to be good. Even if it's putting me under the table, I would go the extra, I don't have a problem going the extra mile for somebody because I just, I can put myself in their shoes and if they need help with something or, and if I know that I can be the difference maker, I will place myself there. So the hardest lesson I learned with that is you can't do that with everybody. Like, some people will literally just only take advantage of you every every single time cuz they know oh yoni's a nice guy yeah he's going to do that and at first obviously i don't have a problem doing it cuz i don't think they'll, they're they're even thinking that way but after a while you start to catch on it's like okay yo this person actually don't care about me and they're just going to keep taking advantage of me anytime they get so the hardest lesson i learned was that um, i don't know if i'm really answering the question the hardest lesson. I don't know, but anyway, that is a lesson that I learned. So, all right, next question: What is your creative process slash style with photography? Creative process is I go to the shoot. Well, first of all, I I have to know what the model is going to be wearing. I have to know what concept we're doing. Uh, if there is a concept, sometimes we're just doing a backdrop, a very simple, you know, outfit. It depends. If it's like agency work, they just want to showcase the model like the best way that we can. So it's usually just backdrop and then like a nice outfit, for example, you know. But it's not even really about the outfit so much. It's all about like how you, you know, capture it and the poses and I don't know. I'm trying to kind of. I don't want to do those shoots as much anymore. I want to. I want to like put more thought behind the shoots. You know what I mean? And I've done those before and those are just so much more fulfilling. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's a still shot of like a movie or something, you know, that I I literally put this concept together and put the outfit together and chose the location. And also, by the way, I don't have a team. If anything, Aldi is like the only person that could, you know, help me me with something sometimes. But a lot of the times... It's literally just me picking the outfit, choosing what it, what we're going to wear, um, you know, the location and the camera, the lights, the, just all me. I and mean, then I don't have a problem doing that. But I just know sometimes that I compare myself to like other photographers or like I see a photographer do like a crazy shoot and I'm like, yo, how the fuck do they do this shit? But then I look at the credits and then there's stylists, there's makeup, there's a producer of this, there is director of that. But then when you look at my stuff, it's just me, you know what I mean? And I, I don't even say this to like take all the credit, but I just say this to like really realize that if I had a team, you know, I could I could maybe do things that I wouldn't be able to do by myself, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm working on that, you know, I need to like get a team and just be able to do stuff constantly together. Because obviously, you can do more with like, three or four brains versus just one of my own, you know? So, uh, right, next question. Was it difficult to come to America because European and American culture are very different? The culture shock was definitely a thing when I landed in Atlanta. I think everything is just bigger. Everything is bigger here. Everything seems to be faster here. And I don't know. I mean, everything is just wider and bigger in America. You know, I think that would be like the difference, you know, between Europe and America. But as far as the culture itself here, I don't know. I I feel like I adapt like pretty easily. So I don't think I really had like an issue with that. And I always wanted to come here anyway. So I was just like, I was excited. All right. Next question. What is your main goal in life? My main goal in life is to be free, to be happy, to be financially free, not to ever worry about I want to buy this, but then I have to save up for that. I never want to think about that uh, I want to be able to help people I want to be able to help whoever asks me for for genuine help. you know like I don't wanna say no because I have to look out for myself first I want to be at a place where I can help the people that I love. I want to take photos forever. I want to do podcasts forever. Eventually, I want to get into filmmaking. So I want to make short movies first, just kind of create 10-minute short films, and then obviously, like, advance and do, like, 30 minutes, and really, I don't know if I want to be the person filming it, maybe just, like, producing, I don't know, just something. But that's, like, when I'm, like, 50 or 40, that's down the line right now. I just want to do photography. And podcast, and I'm going to be doing that for a very long time. But you know, my 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 goal in life is just to be happy and stay healthy. You know, um, that's and 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 always do what I love. Like I don't want to do something I hate. Obviously, with work, sometimes you're going to have to do things you don't like all the time. I get that. But as long as it, it's still in within my passion, I'm down but I don't want to like work somewhere where I hate the job. And I don't know, obviously everybody, you know, you have to do what you have to do, but I, I will always look for like a way out eventually, you know? So, all right, next question. What is your story? Like, who are you really as an individual? Oh, okay. Um, I think I kind of answered that earlier, but I think who am i really as a person i this podcast really made me appreciate vulnerability because when we first started i was still kind of figuring out okay how much do i share how much do i not share i remember there was a time where i didn't always i i kind of i kind of had a persona about me I wasn't always truly myself, you know, like, especially online too, like, I remember just trying to be this mysterious guy who takes photos, and you can't really see my face, but I'm cool, and I have cool outfits, but, and I listen to, like, some hard-ass rap music all the time, and I don't cry, and just, like, shit like that, that's, like, exhausting to, like, try to, and then also for what, you know, I I realized that being yourself is the most unique shit you can do. No matter what people think about you, this is who you are on this planet. I'm going to show my personality. I'm going to show, you know, who I am. I'm going to listen to the music that I like. There's people who, for example, like especially guys, what's a good example? Justin Bieber, right? For example, I loved his last album, uh, Justice, I think. That album was so good to me and I still listen to it. And there's so many guys that when they hear me listen to a song or even talk about a song by, made by Justin Bieber, they would be like, yo, turn the shit off, bro. You listen to Justin Bieber, bro. And I'm just like, bro, this song is good. I don't know. Like, a lot of people are just so caught up in being cool. Like, being the cool guy. It's like, I don't care about that shit. I'm just going to be me and and that's it. So, I don't know. I feel like me... Answering this question, I went kind of all over the place, but who am I as an individual? I would just love to think that I'm just myself now, you know, and I'm coming more, I'm accepting myself more and more. So even just recording this podcast, I don't know if I'm going to regret some of the shit that I said on here earlier or what, but in the moment, this is who I am and this is what I feel like genuinely right now. This is who I am. So I don't know, man. Like, and it makes life so much easier. It makes life so much easier, bro. So yeah. Um, Wow. There's a lot of airplanes flying around here today. All right. Next question. One thing you miss about Europe besides family. One thing I miss about Europe besides family is the French fries in Belgium are amazing. Like American French fries can't even compare to be honest um what else i miss i miss the city antwerp i i feel like so much change since i've been there so i just know like when i go back in a couple months i'm gonna be there for like a month and just be outside every day you know so yeah that's uh i miss the city the most all right next question Mm, how do you feel about living far away from your family the first few months And is it still hard sometimes, even after some years? Yes, it is very hard still, but there's technology. You know, like we talk on the phone a lot, texting, um, you know, Instagram group chats. So I keep in touch with my people. I feel like I could do a better job at that. But I don't know, like sometimes when you're just doing your thing here and the time difference is, Yeah, I think it's nine hours. So like when I'm awake, my dad's going to sleep. When he's awake, I'm going to sleep. And we have to catch each other in like, we have like a window of maybe three hours. But then let's say I'm doing a photo shoot, then I can't talk to him that day. Um, But I think I kind of got used to being away from family because I've been away from family since I was 16. You know, I went home a couple of times, came back, but... You know, I, I don't know. I just kind of focus on what I have to do now. And, um, but yeah, I definitely think that I should do a better job at staying in touch with like, you know, family and friends calling more often, stuff like that. It's not easy, but it's something that I've definitely gotten used to over the years. So yeah. All right. Next question. How do you find motivation? Motivation... I don't know I don't I don't love the word motivation because motivation comes and goes. You know, and I and I get that it's a real thing, but I if I'm driven by something, I like drive better than motivation because no matter what's going on, if you're driven, you're going to still do that shit. But when you're Unmotivated, you're not gonna do what you need to be doing. But when you're driven, you're still doing whatever it is that you need to do. You need to go to the gym and you don't feel like it, but you're driven, you're going. But if you need to go to the gym and you're not motivated, a lot of the day, a lot of the times you just wouldn't go. So I don't know. I mean, but yeah, just to answer your question, where do I find motivation? I a guy that really motivates me a lot is David Goggins. This guy is insane. Uh, If you need to look him up, watch his YouTube videos. Uh, I got his book. I actually bought my dad his book also called uh, Can't Hurt Me. Just a heads up, this guy swears a lot. But what he says is very, very powerful. The shit that he actually has to say. And his life is just crazy and insane. So the shit that he had to go through, And then when I look at the stuff that's happening here or with me, I'm like, yo, I can go through all that shit if he did that, especially when it comes to like working out. You know, but you can apply those lessons to anything in life. Uh, Pretty much it's just, a lot of it is just mental. You know, you choose to do something, you put your mind to it, you actually can get it done. So, all right, next question. Are there any other creative outlets you gravitate towards besides your love for photography um podcasts hey i think podcast is my new is my new love you know i love doing this with alia and now actually almost like an hour into this episode i feel like i'm i'm a little bit more comfortable than i was in the beginning you know so i'm not gonna edit anything from the beginning it's just gonna kind of like stay how how it was but I don't know, you know, it's um, it's something... I just love being able to share things with people, especially, like, the best messages I get is usually when people tell me that they can relate to something that, you know, we said on a podcast or that they had a conversation with their mother or with their dad or with their sister or with their boyfriend after an episode that they listened to. Sorry, this is another helicopter. So I think, you know, just... Getting messages from people who appreciate the podcast and feel like they can relate or they feel like they're not alone um, in whatever they're going through. Um, I think those are like the most fulfilling messages that I get, you know. So I think, but other than that, I don't know. I mean, I used to draw a lot when I was a kid. Um, I used to think that I was going to be like really, really good at drawing until um, I saw other kids draw some crazy shit and i was like okay yoni um no not this try something else and then i tried skateboarding i still skateboard to this day i love skateboarding i used to have so many magazines professional skateboarding i used to watch skate videos i still watch skate videos today um i follow i follow a bunch of skate pages on instagram i don't know i just love skateboarding it gives me um it just makes me feel like i'm free you know but same with drawing like i thought that i was going to be a professional skateboarder i actually no let me take that back i never actually i didn't think that i was going to be a professional i always wanted to but i but a part of me always knew that i wasn't good enough i knew that i wasn't good enough because i was 15 years old this is before i went to atlanta i was 15 and 14 and 13 And I was skating all those years and I would see a nine-year-old be so much better than me. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, this is not good. And then as I got older, like 18 and 19 and, you know, 20, 21, and I would see like 13-year-olds be so good, way better than when I was 13. And I was like, okay, Yoni, you know, you can still skate but you're not going to be a professional cuz those kids already are professionals. So, but I have a good thing about just letting shit go. You know, I feel like that's one of my favorite qualities is that if I know that I'm not that good at something, I'm not I'm not going to hold on to it and just think or just hope or just be naive about it like if I I really want to do this thing, like let's say I really want to be a professional skateboarder, but I'm just not that good. And there's people who are way better than me. I'm going to let that go and say, you know what, Yoni, not this. So same with basketball too. Like I was good. I'm still good at basketball, but I just know that there's people who are way better than me and even they didn't make it. What is going on today, y'all? I'm sorry. So, yeah, letting go of things, I think, is definitely one of my superpowers because I don't give a shit. Like, I would let shit go. And and it's it also applies to, like, relationships with people that I know are not good friends for me. But they're kind of like that friend that's just there. I would let that shit go and not even, like, really be mad at them necessarily. But I just know that, yo, this friend is not good for me because they're into... These things, and I'm not, and I don't want to be around that. And that's it. You know, let's say I'm uh, in a really bad relationship, romantic relationship. No matter how much, like, I think I love this person or whatever, like that, if I know that this person is not good for me, I will let it go. And I've done that in the past. You know, like, even in the past, when somebody broke up with me, I was like, you know what? Thank you for actually doing that because this relationship wasn't good. And I hate to make people like feel shitty. So I always want to like maybe work it out. So that's why I personally never broke up with someone, you know, but anytime they did, I was like, wow, that was actually a good, that was a good deed right there. And that's it. You know, I always try to stay friendly if I can, but if it's just like a fucked up relationship, then, you know, it is what it is. But Moral of the story, let shit go, and you'll be just fine, honestly. All right, next question. How do you get over a breakup? All right, who, I always have to look at it like, who's in the wrong? Was I fucking up in a relationship, or were they fucking up in a relationship? But yo, I feel like I can say so much about this, but just to answer your question how I get over it is I just move on and I stay busy with things. So let's say I break up with someone, I will stay busy and I will actually get so much work done just to try to like not think about this person. But if this person was fucked up and and they ended up breaking up with me because they thought that I was fucked up... um. I don't know. I always I always just think about was this person really the person for me? You know, can I do I see myself without them just like succeeding in life? And the way damn, I don't I feel like I can't answer this question because I I can't make it short. I'm trying to make it like a simple short answer, but I think how I get over it is just stay busy, work work on yourself, go to the gym um, and really ask yourself, did that person deserve you? I don't know who was at fault here, but, you know, was this the best person for you? And in my experience, a lot of the times I was like, you know what, this person actually didn't even deserve to even be with me. And I'm not even saying this to make it seem like I'm, oh, I'm the best. I just say this like, because... My whole life, I just knew that I have so much love to give to someone, and I tried it in a couple relationships. I didn't even get to the full capacity of the love that I wanted to give them, and what I mean by that is that just caring about them, really showing them who I am and how I can care for someone, um, and no one ever appreciated that or you know everybody kind of took advantage or whatever you know but until until i met alia and alia is the first person that i was like wow i can give all my love to this person and i was so happy i was like yo finally somebody gets it and she was doing the same thing for me she still does we still do that to each other you know so i think that's why also this relationship is so good because like my whole life i was just waiting for for a person to i don't know if i don't know if saying like to be able to handle this for me but i feel like you know this was like the perfect match you know so next question your dream getaway if you could choose one place in the world in the world right now right here right now <laughs> Uh, perfect getaway right now would be Belgium, honestly. I would go to Belgium right now. Um, just because I miss my family so much and friends. And just, you know, I just I just need to be back home again. But other than that, I would love to go to Italy. I mean, Alia was just there uh, with her mom and sister. So next time she's going, I'll be there. We will probably go to Rome or somewhere like that. Let's see, next question. Do a part two for roommates. We will do a part two for roommates. Yeah, those stories were crazy. Mm, Next question. How would you describe your clothing style? Um, As I said earlier, skateboarding was a really big part of my life. So I think it's a little skate inspired, um, but... I don't know. I don't know how I can describe it. I mean, what I like to wear are just Dickie's pants, the double knee, a regular vintage t-shirt. It could be cheap. Like, I don't really care about t-shirts. Some Chuck Taylors or Vans. I really like New Balance as well. Uh, Lately, I've been tucking in my shirt, like in my pants. I feel like I like that look a lot. And that's it. Maybe like a hat or something. So yeah. All right. Next question. How do you cope with moving away from Belgium? Dealing with language. (laughs) Um, Dealing with language was a challenge for sure. But I think. I mean. You just. When you move away from a country. And you have to learn a completely new language. You almost don't have a choice. Like you have to do that shit. So I think it all depends, are you looking forward to the challenge or something like that? You know, I always look, I I don't know. I always, I don't like living in one place for too long. Like I know people who are like, yeah, I'm born and raised here, which is cool. It's fire. Sometimes I wish I could say born and raised. I feel like that phrase is just so dope, you know, born and raised here. But to me, I literally lived in Africa, in the Middle East, in Belgium, Europe, different cities in the U S and I love to adapt and I feel like doing that. The only thing that sucks about that is that I get close to people really fast. So, but then after like a few years or oh, Yoni's leaving, he's moving there to start like a whole new thing. I've done that multiple times in my life and I like it. I don't know why I miss the people, obviously, But I just love going somewhere new, and I feel like that's what life is about for me, you know? There's so many places to see in the world. Like, why would I stay in one place? You know, it's almost like you're ruining, like you're just missing out on life, you know? So even Seattle, like I've been here 10 years now, and I'm ready to move on now, you know? Like, it played... It played a part in my life that was very, very important. But I think now I'm ready to like wrap it up with Alia now and we'll move to like New York. And that's what we plan on doing next year, hopefully. But that's it. You know, and I'm excited. Who knows how long we will stay out there for? It might be a year and we're not going to like it or it might be 10 years. Who knows? But yeah, so that's the answer to that one. Next question. What filming cameras and softwares does Alia use? (laughs) Alia is used... I don't know what kind of camera... I don't know the name of the camera. But I know she's using Final Cut Pro to edit uh, her videos. All right, next question. How did you... Oh, I already read that. Next question. Est-ce que tu peux faire un épisode en français? Oui, mais... Si je le fais, je pense que la plupart des gens qui écoutent vont rien comprendre. Après, tout le monde va me demander qu'est-ce que tu as dit ici et qu'est-ce que tu as dit là. Donc, je pense que je vais toujours parler en anglais sur les épisodes ici. Mais si tu m'envoies un message sur Instagram, on peut parler en français. All right. Let's see. Next question. When and how did you get into photography? I got into photography in 2015. I was shooting with my iPhone 5. And very long story short, my friend Ian had a camera. Uh, I was actually booked to go shoot a show in Portland, but I didn't have a camera. So I went to my friend Ian's house and I told him about it. He had a camera. He told me, Yoni, you can borrow it. Go shoot it. And then whenever you come back from Portland, give it back to me. And I was like, okay, cool. Dope. I never shot with a real camera before. So anyways, we get to Portland and me and Cameron, by the way, that's the homie. Shout out to him. And I started shooting. The first hundred photos were like black because I didn't do my homework on the camera. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, I came all the way out here all the photos are black, I don't know how to do the setting, so as other people were performing before him, I was kind of like pract- practicing on them to, you know, to get the lighting right, and then eventually, I got the hang of it, and, you know, once it was his time, I ended up getting some pretty good photos, uh, came back to Seattle, went back to my friend Ian's house, I gave him the camera. Um, and then he told me, like, Yoni, you know, you can, um, you can have this camera. I can't take this camera back from you because I see how much. Like, I don't even use it that much. And I see how much passion you have for this, this new thing that you found. You have to keep it because you'll do a lot more with this camera than I will. And that, right, even saying that shit every time now gives me, like, goosebumps because it's the best gift anyone ever gave me. So, Ian, if you're listening to this, thank you, bro. I love you. And you know that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then I've been shooting with that camera for like five years. From like 2015 all the way to 2020, I shot with that same camera. And all those photos are on my Instagram. So, they're all there. I, I, I purposely leave them, even if they're bad photos, I leave them there just to see the journey. You know? So, yeah. How the fuck do you stay calm during arguments? Oh, I, it depends what the argument is about. If it's about something that I really believe in, I still stay calm. Like I'm not gonna get out of character and yell or whatever, you know? But to me, it's like an argument usually has two sides. The one side is what I believe or what I think. And then the other side is what they think and believe. And I'm okay with people thinking and believing different things than me. So, and I never feel the need to prove myself. Like if I say this is happening or whatever the argument is, and you don't think so, or you don't believe in that, whatever, I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's okay. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to hate you because you just disagree with me. I don't know. I always thought that was like, you know, kind of weird a little bit, but that's just how I am. I know a lot of people who are not like that, which is also fine. But everyone is just different. But me, I just hate arguing because... And also, it's so funny. People hate arguing with me because they know that I'm not even going to argue with them. And it's, it's going to make them even more frustrated, which is funny, you know? But anyways. Next question. What is your philosophy on life? I feel like everyone already knows. Whatever happens, happens. And you can't change it. So in my mind, I'm like, if I can't change it, what's the point of, you know being mad or being frustrated, it's okay to be, I'm not saying, I don't want to sound like I never get mad or frustrated, um, but I always choose the side of, but what am I going to do? Like how am I going to react to it? Like life to me is all about just reacting to shit all the time. And I always, always, always choose to react in the best way possible so I can just keep on having my regular good ass day. I can have some fucked up shit happening to me and I'll probably, you know, choose to deal with it the best way. I hate stressing, you know, I hate stressing about shit. Like obviously when some fucked up shit happens in my mind, I'm like, oh damn, like this is fucked up. But, but then another thing kicks in and it's like, okay, but Yoni, what are you going to do now? Are you going to cry? Are you going to be sad? Are you going to be mad or are you going to be like, all right, all right, cool. What's, what's next? Like, what can I do to fix this? Is there a solution? Because there's no going back. The shit has already happened, you know? As you can tell, I'm really passionate about like these little questions like that about how do you see life, you know? (laughs) Okay, um, next question. I'd love to know more about your life in Belgium and how was it growing up versus growing up in the US? Life in Belgium was awesome. Uh, I have a lot of family there. Um, Playing basketball was, I feel like, My time living in Belgium was definitely, you know, chasing the dream, Bali's life. I don't know, you know, I have some really great friends out there that I can't wait to see when I get back. Um, But I need like a a more specific question, you know, about like how was life in Belgium? Because I don't know, I was going to school, you know, I listened to a lot of hip hop. Even when I didn't know all the words or all the lyrics, I would like make words that sound like the word in English, you know, I don't know, but I liked it. I love, I love Belgium. All right, let's see what else we got. Mm -mm -mm. What do you do when Alia leaves? Honestly, I just hang out by myself. I hang out by myself. I listen to music. I make playlists. I try to cook. The best I can. You know. I haven't really been cooking a lot. I kind of just made like. Rice and chicken. And Alfredo pasta. With chicken. Those are like my go-tos. And salads. And stuff like that. All right. Hi Yon. Do you speak Amharic? And have you ever been to Ethiopia? Love you and Al's. Um, we love you too. And to answer your question. I don't speak Amharic. To people who don't know what that is, it's the Ethiopian native language. My mom is Ethiopian. My dad is from Congo. I've never been to Ethiopia. And one day I really want to go and maybe do like a photography project or something like that in Ethiopia. Just really see like where my mom is from and my mom's side of the family. Like just know the history a little bit, you know. I feel like I'm so disconnected. And I don't like that, you know. So whenever I get the chance, I'll go to Ethiopia and probably do like an amazing photo project maybe make a book out of it or something you know i feel like it's that country has so many like beautiful places to see and and you know beautiful people and and all that so i definitely want to like be able to capture that one day and and show people where do you want to be in 10 years in 10 years i want to i want to honestly i want to be in new york i want to i want to fully be a new yorker a new york resident and i want to keep doing this podcast in 10 years hopefully i don't know where this is going to be in 10 years but definitely still doing that um doing my photography and what else you know have a couple of kids um yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely want to be deep, deep in my career. Maybe start doing the short films, things that I was talking about earlier. I don't know. But in 10 years, I just want to be happy. You know, I just want to be happy and free. And and I want to help um, people or whoever I can help with anything, you know. All right. How do you make money off of photography? How do you make money off photography? You well, it took me a long time, but I never had a website. I never had a website, and I always just you know had my instagram feed and when you send a client or anybody you know when when I notice people always look at you a little bit different if you have a, if you're a photographer and you have a website like an official professional website, people would wanna hire you more versus Um, and you have to have, you got to make sure that people are able to like contact you through the website because if it's just Instagram, it's like, okay, somebody DMs you, how much are your rates? So you're kind of texting them about business stuff. It comes off a little less professional. I feel like I've done that for like, like five years, you know, but I finally made a website. So my Instagram bio, and you can check it out if you want to, if you don't, it's okay. Um, and once you make that and make it look good, I feel like people, they'll want to like maybe book you more, think that you're more legit or something. Just definitely started shooting with my friends and reaching out to people. Hey, I have this concept or like I want to shoot this. And and obviously, you know, when you reach out to someone, um, you can't charge somebody. If you say, hey, I want to shoot with you. And they say, oh my God, so cool. I love your work. Oh, but I also charge $200 you know, these cool guys in this neighborhood are, that's another one of my pet peeves. I hate these guys. You don't have to drive like that. But anyways, so yeah, you can't charge if you, if you're just starting, obviously, you know, you want, you need to build your portfolio and you need to like make sure that people see the work more and more consistently. And then eventually people will start reaching out to you and they'll see all the work that you have on your page and, and, You know, they'll just say, how much do you charge? And then you got to come up with a number. And that is all up to you. All right, next question. My favorite fruit. Probably, I love grapes. I love grapes. Grapes are like my favorite, like green grapes. I can eat like a whole basket of green uh, grapes. All right, next question. What does it take to be in a committed relationship? Honesty and trust. If you don't have those two things you don't have a relationship that's uh that's the answer right there and you also be you have to be able to drop your ego and pride that's what i did in this relationship with alia i knew that this was a real relationship when it actually when i knew that i don't have to pretend you know i don't have to pretend to be anything i can just be myself and she trusts me and i trust her and we love each other and that's it you know like we always talk about everything that's going on so you just have to have honesty all right next question i find it always super nice to hear you and elliot talk about each other as partners of life yeah it's we we really have something special i feel like you know and and I don't know. I mean, I guess you can kind of tell just by the way we talk to each other. People tell us that all the time. So, I appreciate it. All right, next question. Are you happy? Um, I am 95% happy. And then when I'll get to see my dad again, I'll be happy. I'll be what, like 100% happy again, which is coming up pretty soon, so I'm excited. But yeah, I'm happy overall, you know. I don't I'm not sad or like anything like that. Luckily, you know, someone you want to photograph alive or not. Um, Someone I want to photograph would be, I really want to photograph Lana Del Rey. I really want to photograph her for some reason. I think visually and like my style of photography, I think it'll uh, really, really go well together. So Lana Del Rey, who else do I want to photograph? I would love to photograph kids in Cuba playing soccer and just have all the photos be black and white and all those kids are playing soccer on the street. I feel like I want to do that in Cuba and and also go to India and photograph kids there, just like playing in the park, maybe jumping in the water um, and just really be happy and um, just kind of like doing their own thing and not even knowing that I'm taking photos, you know, but I want to document like younger kids uh, in Cuba and India. For some reason, those two countries, you know, but I mean, I definitely, I I mean, I want to go to Japan and do like a photo project out there. Also, I want to go to Africa and document kids out there. I want to go back to Congo where I was born. I want to photograph kids there also. And the reason why I want to photograph kids is because they're the most like genuine, like they don't, they don't know anything else but be happy with you know whatever they have wherever they're at you know and I think like that genuine smile and things like that can really uh, put a perspective on the world of like you know people have way different living conditions but they're still happy they're not worried about if the Wi-Fi is working or not they're not worried about if like they put the wrong milk in their latte whatever like like this is this is what I want this is why I want to do it so. Perspective, You know, it's all about that. Mm, let's see. Do you think Alia is the one? I know Alia is the one. Yeah. I definitely do know she's the one. That's it. I don't care about like anything else now. Like being in a relationship is so much, to me, it's so much easier than being single. Being single, you're always looking for, at least for me, I just remember looking for who could be the one. Oh, did I meet her today? Could it be that girl that I saw at the fucking coffee shop? Like, I don't know. I don't I don't think about any of that shit no more. I'm not looking and it's exhausting, you know? Like once you have the person for you, you are you're good. You don't have to worry about anything else. You have to worry about your career and building something with your person. So, yes, Alia is the one. How did you know that you loved Alia? Hmm. How did I know that I loved Alia? Uh, I knew it when I didn't have to pretend. I said this earlier. I knew it when I could let my ego go all the way out the window. No pride. And I could just fully be myself. Whether it's silly, crazy, stupid, funny, smart, stinky, whatever. She was just accepting of who I was and I was doing the same for her you know I never really had that with anybody else like before I, I used to always kind of maybe keep a persona of like oh I'm I'm a guy you know like you have to be hard you know you have to be tough and all these little things that society kind of like you know puts on us you know and with Aldi I can just like be myself like if I want to cry I can cry right there and Alia is right there next to me, you know? But before, I just remember always just feeling like I had to hide it because I couldn't show a girl that I was down or that I was weak, you know? But with Alia, it's not like that, and that's when I knew I loved her. Also, with doing photography, when I shoot like with models and stuff like that, like she would send me models and say, Yoni, you need to shoot with this girl because she's beautiful or she looks dope shit like that and i was like wow this is crazy because in the past insecurity is a real thing y'all like there's been girls in the past that were like why are you shooting with this girl or it would just make them feel very uncomfortable because i was shooting with like models you know so anyways um and that's it so alia if you're listening to this i want you to know that i love you very much i don't know if you are on the airplane because you're on the way back to seattle now so You told me that you were going to listen to this. So, yes, Alia is the truth, guys. All right. All right. What else have we got? What is something that you want to change of yourself? Wait, what is something? What? Okay. They're asking me if I want to change something about myself. The only thing I want to change about myself is um, I have to know sometimes I wish I was less nice you know, to people who don't deserve to be nice to, but I'm still nice to like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like kindness, people really take that for granted and they'll, you know, they'll take advantage of you. And that happened to me before a lot in the past, but you know what? I'm not going to change. Actually, I don't want to change anything about myself. I'm going to stay the way I am. And that's it. You know, you do what you want with it. I'm, I'm going to stay true to myself. I'm going to stay true to myself. All right. Next question. What camera do you use and which one is your favorite? Love your podcast. All right, my, the camera that I use now, my uncle uh, gave it to me. It's a Sony A7R three. It's literally my dream camera. I don't even need like another camera. People always ask, are you gonna upgrade? I'm just like, no. The next camera costs like almost twice as much and I feel like I'm getting what I want with what I have. You know, like I don't really upgrade. Same with iPhones, I don't upgrade to the next iPhone unless unless this one is like broken, you know what I mean? All right, uh, your upcoming projects and collabs. I am working on my first photography book. I'm still selecting photos. There, there's, there's so many photos that are like kind of all over the place and I'm having a hard time locating all of them. So that's a big project that I'm working on probably won't be out for a while, but you guys will know when it's ready. Uh, but until then, I mean, I don't know, just like I have a bunch of different ideas that I want to shoot and stuff like that. Um, creatively lately it's, uh, I've been, it, it always goes up and down for me and I don't like that. I need to, I need to work on getting my shit back together, you know, but it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm living in, going day by day and I'll get, I'll get back to, um, going 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Like creative block is, is a real thing. I'm not necessarily there right now, but I feel like, like I need a new spark again. Next question. Uh, who inspires you? Mm, I answered that before I think, but, um, Peter Lindbergh and Virgil are definitely two inspirations that I, um, that I have. All right. Next question, camera recommendation. The camera that I talked about earlier, the camera that Ian gave me was a Sony NEX6. That was my first camera. I'm actually gonna get that camera tattooed on my arm. Next question, what device would you give to my boyfriend that has trust issues with me? Seven years dating. Wow, seven years dating, trust issues. I mean, I don't know how... This even lasted seven years. That's a long time. A good advice to him, well, I actually have a question why why do you have trust issues? Like, did your partner cheat on you in the past that you feel like you can't recover from that? Like what made you you know what made you question um, the relationship? or your person you know but i mean and the device i would say is just be open and talk more about what's going on and why you have trust issues communication i hate to say it, it sounds so cliche but communication is really really the key i feel like we say it in every episode all right next question what is it about alia that made you fall for her love the fact that i can just be myself I love the fact that I can just be myself without overthinking anything. Um, I can just be honest with her. If something on my mind, I can tell her and we can literally talk about anything. Anything. So that's why. All right, next question. Any photography books, YouTuber's recommendation? Also, how's your summer going? Photography books. Peter Lindbergh is one of my favorite photographers to ever live um very very amazing work check it out and youtubers you can youtube him too and and kind of see what i'm talking about but i would say him for sure and my summer is going good i feel like it's going really fast it's about to be august already so the summer is going good i feel like i need to be outside just a little more i want to be outdoors more i feel like i've been in the house just a little too much just like working and doing shit you know so I definitely need to enjoy just a little bit more before we get into the fall season. All right. Uh did you have any experience with the racism in the past? Yes. Oh my god, and actually just 2 days ago. Let me tell you guys a story. I went to Target and I I was I was actually going there because I I needed to buy some new underwear and socks and, you know, shit like that. So I was in the underwear aisle just looking at different sizes. I couldn't find my size. And the only one that there was only one bag of underwear that was my size, but it was like ripped open a little bit. And, you know, and it had the perfect colors that I wanted. It had like red, green, blue, like a nice variety of like 10 different underwears, you know like boxers so i was like damn well this is the only one but it looks like somebody ripped it open and i counted i was counting all the underwear to make sure it was 10 and it was still 10 so then i started to think well why is it ripped open did they want to feel feel the fabric or like why would you do that and not you would think that they probably like took one right So then I started to think, what if they took one and tried it on and put it back in the bag? So I was like, I definitely don't want to get this, right? But anyways, I looked through all the underwear. They all still had like the little wrap around them. So I was like, there's no way this person tried it on, put it back in the bag with the wrap, exactly how the other ones look. You know, he must have really done a really good job with that. So long story short, I ended up taking that because that was the only one. And I really needed, you know, some new underwear because, you know, I was just like, I've been meaning to do that shit for a long time. And I was like, you know what? Today, I'm I'm getting some, right? And I was asking someone, can I get a discount on this because it's open? So they gave me like a 20, 20% discount, which was pretty cool. So, but as I was, before I even left that aisle, I... Noticed someone stand like i didn't even turn my head but i saw someone just standing there so then i finally looked and it was this lady and she was just there pretending like she was doing something right but i this happens to me this happened to me plenty of times before it's nothing new so i was like okay well she's probably just watching me making sure i don't steal anything cool great good job right i walk away and there's this there's like this long hallway and I was on my way to go pay for the underwear that I got, right? And there was a guy at the very end of the hall and he was, he kind of grabbed his shirt and and he grabbed his mic, obviously it was a mic. And I saw him like speaking into the mic and saying something. I don't know what he said. I was too far to even hear it. And then he kind of looked at me as he was saying that whatever he was talking about. And then he put it back down and pretending like nothing happened. But I know for a fact he was talking about me. There's no, they were were about to close. You know, I was kind of like one of the few people left in there. I really regret not saying anything to him. But he, I just walked by him and I went and paid for, you know, the underwear that I got. So I paid for it. And then on my way out, there's like a lady standing right at the door, um, you know, saying, all right, have a good night, and, you know, just all that to people leaving, right, and I was like, thank you, you have a good night, too, but I have, like, I need to tell you something, I don't know if, I don't know what's going on in here tonight, but I feel like every time I come here, and this happened to me, every time I was there, I feel very, very watched, okay, I don't know if it's because the way I'm dressed, because I just came from the gym, The gym is right next to Target. So I was like, let me stop at Target and get some underwear. You know, I had like my regular workout shoes on. I had some shorts. But I just came for my workout, you know? Anyways. And I was like, I don't know if this is about me or what's going on tonight. But you need to talk to these people and tell them that they cannot cannot watch people like this especially from that close, like, I felt very uncomfortable, I actually wanted to get a couple more things, but I ended up just leaving, I ended up just leaving, because that really made me feel like I was actually stealing some shit, you know, and I don't know, like, I was so frustrated, and actually, this happens to me, like, my whole life, you know, so, That was the first time ever that I actually said something to someone. I really wish I said something to the people who were doing it, but I don't know. I didn't want to, like, you know, get out of character or anything like that. So I just told the lady, I was like, hey, listen, you need to talk to them. And she was like, oh, who did it? Is it them too? I'm sorry. No, all that. I didn't really care what she was saying back to me, but I was just like, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what meeting you're going to have, whatever. I just wanted you to know that this is fucked up and this happened to me many times every time I come here and she kept apologizing and I was like well no it's it is what it is you know it's not I know it's not gonna change and you're probably not even gonna do anything about it but you have a good night and I just left you know Um, and that's it and I got in the car and I was so frustrated I was like this is I don't know what happened to me that day. Maybe it's because, like, I miss Ali a little bit and my emotions were just, like, all riled up. But, like, I got in the car and I was just, like, so mad and angry. And this is so, like, this is not, like, my character. Usually I'm so just, like, calm all the time. But when it comes to that and, like, little racist shit like that, it can really, really get me. And it never got me this bad. And I was in the car for a little bit and I was just, like, and I was just thinking how fucked up it is, and how mainly how tired I was of just having to deal with it. Just waking up, and if I want to go to a store, like I have to think about what am I wearing. Oh, is am I gonna look sketchy if I if I walk into a store looking like that? Oh, let me put on a jacket, or maybe like those are things that I don't know if everybody you know thinks about that but definitely like as a young like you know African or or just a person of color those are things that like we think about so then when something like that happened, it's like wow just because I'm tall and black they assume that they don't even know like I was shopping for underwear I was listening to a podcast I was having a good ass day I just came from my workout I was about to go home and cook You know, like, I have a podcast. They can listen to this shit and know who I am. Like, fuck. You know, I was just so frustrated in the car. And I think I cried for, like, a minute or two. Just really quickly. I had to get it out. And when this shit happens, it really means that. Like, it really hit me, you know? And anyways, then I got my shit back together. I was like, you know what? Fuck all that shit. Like, all these people are... They're just they're just below me. I felt like because you don't do I would never do that to somebody, you know. Um, but anyway, so and this happens many times before. Like one time I was in Zara, and I was just trying out different cologne that they had. And this lady comes right, standing right next to me, and she was like, "Oh, which one do you want to get? Or which one do you like?" And there's so much other shit she could have been doing in the store, but I know what she did. You know, like she came there to kind of just check on me and see, make sure that I don't put anything in my pocket. And I know maybe you're listening to this and you think, no, but maybe you just, maybe she wasn't doing that. Or maybe you're overthinking it. Trust me, this happens to me. Like if I go to Target, if I went to Target every day, this would happen to me every day. But I don't, but this happens to me a lot, you know, not all the time, but a lot of the time it happens. So anyways, so definitely experienced racism before, but usually I just keep on pushing. Like I just keep on going, being my positive self. I'm just going to be like, you know what? This is fun. I just don't know if I like, should I say something every time it happens or should I just let it be and continue because I know it's not going to change. But then again, it's fucked up. Change needs to happen, you know? So, anyways, I was really proud of myself to actually that I actually said something to the lady. I almost walked out without saying anything. And then last second I just made a decision because I was so frustrated, you know? Oh, we we got a call. We got a call from somebody, you guys. Hello. Hey, what you doing? Um, we are live on air, babe. Yeah, you want to say something to the people? Can they hear me? I mean, I think so. I'll have to check later, but probably yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, hello everybody. <laughs> I'm at the airport. You at, you're at the airport? <laughs> yeah, I just got. We just got past like everything, and right now we're trying to find some food to eat because we haven't had like anything for breakfast yet, and it's about to be like eight or something. Mm. I just wanted to let you know. Wow, did the that, did did this catch you um, off guard? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if you can actually like hear me. That would be so funny. Yeah. Okay, well, I just wanted to let you know. Um, We're not boarding for another third, like, probably hour, so mm-hmm. I'll let you know. So, I'll just text you. Where are you so now you exactly? I'm at the Air Romania yeah she's uh she's in romania and she's gonna be in seattle i think in six like 20 hours or so <laughs> 20 hours okay cool do you, you want to share anything or should we just hang up right now um i think we should just hang up right now <laughs> okay well i was i've just been uh I've just been recording for a long ass time babe uh shit okay well i'm excited to listen <laughs> <laughs> okay cool yo it's gonna be so funny Yeah. Okay, it's gonna get like hella loud here, but I'll talk to you later. I love you. Bye. Okay, bye. I love you. All right. And we got another call on the episode today. That's so funny. Well, all right. Next question. We're just gonna continue. I think I'm gonna do a couple more or a few more um, questions. Top five languages you speak in order. Of fluency and also how come you speak them all all right in order I will say you know honestly I think now English has become my number one language because I've been here for 10 years and it's all I speak every day so I think English might be my number one and then um Dutch and French kind of like on the same level and then Hebrew um i feel like they're all kind of even so english is first and then i have french hebrew and dutch all on the number two spot and then lingala which is like my dad's uh, language from the congo is i would say that's like the last spot but yeah and how come i mean i said that earlier i just um i just lived in those places and i had to learn it i had no choice you know and once you put yourself in an environment like that, I feel like you you have no choice but to adapt and learn. So that's exactly what happened to me. Um, so yeah, good question. I appreciate that. Alexandra, I feel like I talk to you a lot. So shout out to you. Mm, what is your lesson? What is your favorite lesson your mom taught you that stuck with you? Huh. The thing about lessons and my mom is that... <clears throat> My mom is like the best mom, but she's not the like inspiring. She didn't have a lot of like, you know, quotables, like like shit that I can like quote and say, you know, my mom always said this and that, and that stuck with me. She was just like the type of mom to like make sure that I have food, that I was never hungry. She always made sure that I was, I always have clothes. I was never cold she always made sure that i was fully moisturized and like i just remember growing up always 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 feeling like so taken care of and loved you know so that's my mom i would say the lessons come more from my dad you know i mean he would say things like always oh, just you know be nice to to everybody that's my dad like that's how that's that's where i get it from like he always like be nice to people be respectful be respectful and you know don't disrespect others and treat others how you would want to be treated and that's that's literally what i do every single day so i say you know my dad is the more uh inspiring or like um motivational lesson giving type of parent and then my mom is just like the caring and really nurturing and make sure that i'm good you know like she'll call me and be like you only did like did you eat today like still today she would ask me you know what did you eat stuff like that so i love her for that but that's just uh how it was for me growing up all right next question how much do you overthink because i do a lot yo honestly i overthink a lot especially when it comes to my photography i'm very hard on myself i'm very picky i'm very stubborn you know so i overthink about a photo that maybe i want to share on the internet things like that so i kind of wish i wasn't I wasn't like that in a way, but it's okay, you know. Uh, biggest thing you miss from home? Biggest thing other than family, I miss the French fries and I miss my friends. And I just miss just being in Belgium, you know. It's been it's been a while, so that's the thing I miss the most. Let's see. What are five things you want to accomplish in 2022? Five things I want to accomplish in 2022 is starting a second season of the pillow talk podcast, but we will have a different name. So we'll just have a second season, um, of that. And then we also want to start a YouTube page. And then we also want to start doing the merch for the podcast and stuff like that. So I think, um, that's definitely what I want to achieve this year, you know, before the year is over. I mean, I think YouTube would be so fun for the podcast. So, Actually, thankfully, we don't have YouTube yet because I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do this episode by myself on YouTube. Mm-mm. All right, next question: How would your life been different if you hadn't met Alia? Oh my God, yo! If I haven't met Alia, none of you guys would know who I am. This podcast would not exist. I probably would have been playing basketball somewhere. It's so crazy to think that. And by the way, if you guys didn't know, we met on Tinder. So, if that night one of us just happened to swipe left or right, like, whatever the side is to, like, decline, none of this shit would have been possible. Like, it's so crazy. Like, the places that we moved to together, the trips that we took together, um, you know, YouTube. um, I don't know. Like, YouTube is probably something that she could have done also, obviously, because she's still her, you know? But, like, we moved in together. Like, we had you know, an apartment and, you know, she was able to film and, and stuff like that. But I mean, who knows, you know what I mean? But I definitely think that a lot, a lot of what we have right now is, is, is because of one another, you know? Um, and I'm not even, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, what she's been able to do from YouTube, because that is all her. And I, I, she really put like a lot of work into that like i watched it from the very first episode and she said i'm going to post a video every single saturday and i think for 2 years she never missed a weekend ever ever i think even up until now i don't know if it's been almost like 3 years or 2 years but i think she might have missed less than 5 videos that's crazy like that's really really work ethic so Shout out, to her. Shout out to her for doing that shit. Like, that's that's some dedication right there. And that's the thing about ali too. Like, when she wants to do something, she'll fucking do that shit. Even in this relationship, one day, she literally just told me, Yoni, I don't know if you feel this. I don't know what you're thinking about this relationship right now or where we at. But I just know that one day we're going to be together. And guess what? That shit fucking happened. You know? And she, she called it way before and i don't know like she really manifests shit like she really does that you know like with youtube with even with the podcast too like when we first started she said you know this podcast is gonna is gonna do really really well i just have a feeling you know and obviously you know a lot of the audience from youtube came here to the podcast and then the podcast started to like also get a growing of its own like their own um algorithm, you know what I mean? And, and things like that. And then like people sharing it and more people see it. So I wish we could see that's everything happened. Um, I think just how it was supposed to happen, you know? All right. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be and why? I I'm, I'm wow. Like this is, it's kind of weird, but I I don't want to change anything about myself. I like I love who I am and how i am right now that like i wouldn't change anything i don't know like i don't know if that's like weird to say cuz every nobody i'm not even nobody's perfect obviously but like who wants to be perfect at the same time so whatever shit that i have that people think oh you only this or you only that like i i just embraced it and this is just who i am you know How and why did you move to the States? I'm asking because I'm planning to move. Me and my friend Renato got a academic and athletic scholarship to a boarding school in Atlanta, Georgia, or like right outside of Atlanta. So it was through like a scholarship. I don't know how it would have been possible without that. I got another question. Tips for moving to a new country. Make sure you save up a lot of money. I don't know if you live with your parents or whatever, but if you can't live with your parents and not pay rent and just work, 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 save up money, maybe like $10,000 and then move. But have a plan when you land. Like maybe you already have a job lined up or something, a place to stay. Like don't get there and look for a job because you never know what can happen with that, you know? And I heard a lot of stories go pretty bad, just, oh yeah, like I'm going to move there and I know I'm just going to get a job, I just got to look for it, yeah, but then six months go by and you still can't find a job, you know, so be careful with that. How do you break out of a creative rut? I am still trying to figure that out, I don't want to say I'm in one right now, but you, you, I think you just have to make something, even, even if you feel like you're not really inspired at the moment, just make something And once you complete it, that might just like spark it up for you again and be like, wow, this is actually nice. I want to make something else now. You know, that's how I do it. Would you like to visit Portugal? What is your dream trip? Dream trip. Okay, cool. We got uh, Tokyo. We have Italy. And then I really want to go to Brazil. I want to go to Cuba. I want to go to I want to go to Ethiopia I want to obviously go back to Belgium again um Dream chip and that's it like I like those places a lot. I never been to Hawaii I want to go to Hawaii though it's pretty it's a pretty cool place I think all right we got a couple more. Do we have a dream car if so which one my dream car I have a couple, so I like big trucks, okay? I'm a big guy, I like big trucks. So when I'm on a freeway, I like to just be like up high. So I love the Tahoes or Suburbans. I just want to have that like a big family car. I want to have that. A personal car for me, myself, I like the BMW E30. Um, I think it's like year 89, So BMW 89 E30 is my favorite car. It's a small, old BMW. I like that. And then I also just like Range Rovers and Land Rovers. So I'm going to get all those cars one day. (laughs) All right, got another good one here. What are you most grateful for in your life? I'm most grateful that I'm healthy and I'm able to wake up every single day and my family is good um, you know, Ali is good And and all the people that I love are healthy That's what I'm most grateful for um, That there is no, like, real fucked up shit happening You know, like, all the small things That, like, the day-to-day fuck-ups Or, like, the day-to-day frustrations None of that shit matters Like, to me, health is the number one thing If I'm good, I'm healthy If, if Ali is good and healthy Like, honestly, like, your life is good I don't care about who yelled at me or who was mad at me or or like all those things can can work out, you know, but like if my loved ones are good, I'm very, very grateful for that, and that's it. What is your proudest achievement in life so far? I think just really sticking to what I believe in and really being stubborn with photography and 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 really believing in myself that um, I'm going to be here and I'm going to pursue this dream that I have. And I don't care how long it's going to take me to get to all the places that I want to in within the industry or whatever career wise, I know that this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. And it can take me 10 years or 15 years. I know that I found a passion that turned into a job, which I'm very grateful for. Like the fact that people can the fact that people would like pay me to take photos of them and it's something that I enjoy doing, to me, it's it's like almost living a dream. I remember the very first time I got paid from photography years ago. And you know how much I got paid? I got paid $30. And I had my friend Andre drop me off at the, I think it was like at an art school here in Seattle, and someone was like performing, and they wanted some photos. And there was like, "Hey Yoni, you know, I'll pay you thirty dollars if you come take photos for me." And guess what? I was so excited. Looking back now, thirty dollars ain't shit. Like you can barely buy food with that, you know. So, but I didn't think about that. It wasn't even really about the thirty dollars. Yes, even though at the time I was very broke, so I was like, "Oh yeah, thirty dollars, cool. I can, I can." You know, get a couple things from the grocery store or whatever. Get some milk, some eggs. I'm good from photos that I love that I just enjoy taking. You know, I don't care what it is. I just loved shooting. So I got dropped off and I shot the, the little show. Looking back at those photos, they're not amazing. And then he paid me $30. I was happy as fuck. That was the first time I ever got paid. And you know, you can laugh and be like, wow, you were happy with $30. But I was because... That's the first time I felt like, wow, I can do this. Like people want to give me money to do this. So I don't know. You know, I think uh, that's. I'll never forget that story. It was $30, bro. And I was good. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. When did you took up photography? In 2015. That's when it all started. Uh, you both make content for the internet but are still good with having privacy how do you do that well i guess you can just you can um you can control what you share you know nobody's forcing us to share anything so i i mean i guess it's just all like a choice i don't know like i'm wondering the person is asking this like are you having a hard time with keeping shit private yeah, I think we keep a few things private, but we like think most of it is just out there, you know. All right, let's see. All right, a couple more. Couple more. Um, if I punch myself in the face. Wait. Hold on. If I punch myself and it hurts, am I weak or am I strong? Wow. Okay. Um, I think you're I think you're strong cuz if You might be both, to be honest. I don't know. What do you guys think? All right. And we got a very, very last question. Oh, from my friend Gia. Hey, Gia. Um, She said, when are you and Elliot doing a Chicago edition? Hmm. We need to come visit you in Chicago, Gia, okay? We need to come visit you ASAP. Because that city looks amazing i never been to, to, to Chicago. I think Ali have been there like a couple times, maybe once, but I've never been. So I definitely want to go. And we might do a Chicago edition over there. You might be a guest on a podcast. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? All right, guys. I am so, so tired. I don't know how I made it to, um, <laughs> to be here for two hours. But I'm glad we did this. This was very fun. I feel like... Maybe in a couple years, like we'll do a part two of a QA. and a And yeah, and I just want to say I appreciate everyone for listening, taking the time to just relax with me. And I don't know. Actually, I don't know if you were relaxing. Maybe you were in the gym doing some shit. I don't know. You know, but I just um, I just appreciate everyone for sending the questions and just even caring about. What my opinions are, or anything like that, you know. Like every single DM that I get, usually I respond to. If it's not like the only DMs I don't respond to is like the spam DMs that it's like, oh, do you want more followers on Instagram? Like, but usually if you have any question, or if you want to say something, or even if you just want to say hi, literally, if you DM me on Instagram, I will talk to you. We can do voice notes. We can text. Uh, I haven't, I haven't called anybody. I haven't done any, like, you know, you know how you can call people on, on, uh, the DMS now. I don't know. I haven't done that yet, but sometimes I get on live now. I get on Instagram live and I, you know, talk to anybody who has a question. I think Instagram live is, is really, really fun. So I've been doing that a lot lately, but yeah, anybody that wants to talk, you know, exactly where to find me. It's so easy. And we can, you know, like when people send me stories about shit, like, like about like a romantic affair that they have like i always want to know the follow-up you know so send me like let me know what's been happening you know like send me all the juices that i love to interact and anyways i am getting out of here i feel like i've been at home all day i'm about to take a walk um maybe get like a pizza or something like that but if you made it this far i just want you to know that i do not take this for granted I'm uh, very appreciative of you even just you know, tuning in today and staying this long and you know spending time with me and wanting to hear my story and the little things that you know, um, I went through or I don't know, just any even just the questions that you guys asked me. I really appreciate all those questions and it means a lot to me, even just the stories that you guys share with me. I really, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are, you know, you feel comfortable opening up and telling your story and what you're going through. You know what I mean? Like we're all the same in here. We all have different life paths and we all just kind of deal with our own shit. And I just want to say that I appreciate everyone for just even making it to the end of this episode, Um, you know, just hanging out with me. Honestly, this was great. I was a little nervous in the beginning. I didn't know like how to start it. Like my juices weren't really like flowing, you know what I mean? But I just hope that this episode kind of inspired you in your life, you know, to follow your dreams or to go after, you know, to take more risks and not to overthink about certain things or being able to let go and just take one day at a time. You know, know when some shit is fucked up in your life, just always think about how do I want to react to it? Do I want to be sad and dwell on it? Or do I want to be positive as much as I can and find a solution? Because we're only going forward. You know what I mean? So don't ruin your day by some fucked up shit that happened, you know? I know it can be hard and maybe it's easier said than done. But just keeping that mindset, I think, um, really helps me a lot in my life. So hopefully you can do the same also, you know? I... I am out of here. I am hungry. I'm tired. I feel like I'm not going to talk like for the rest of the night. So good night, everyone. And let me know what you thought about this episode. You know, you want to follow me on Instagram. I have the links. They're everywhere. My link is everywhere. So my Instagram is there. Alia's Instagram is there. Send us messages. Let us know what you thought. And that's it. You guys, I am out of here. Bye and thank you again.